Marahan God, changeless God, miraculous God, excellent God, glorious God, you deserve the glory, you are mightier, you are greater, you are worthy to be glorified, you are I lifted up, no one like you, no one speaks like you, no one knows things like you, no one does things like you, unchangeable changer, we reference you, we bow before your throne, we exalt your holy name. Be magnified. Be glorified. Be exalted. In the name of Jesus. Lord, tonight we reload, we return with an act of gratitude to say thank you. Thank you for this new year. Thank you for new things. Thank you for new miracles. Thank you for new revelation. Thank you for new performances. Thank you for new promises that are yes and amen. Thank you for new breakthroughs. Thank you for new dimension of favor. Thank you for new openers. Thank you for newness all around. Be exalted in the name of Jesus. Lord, let it be that by the reason of today's service, all things shall pass away. In the life of all your children, all things shall pass away. Let that old problem, old trouble, old enemy, old affliction, old torment, tonight let them pass away. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, let their life encounter new things. Let there be manifestation of new words. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, use the service of today to bring new songs into the life of your children. New testimonies into their journey. In the name of Jesus Christ, Blessed be your holy name. Thank you because you are God. Thank you because you are good. Thank you because you are wonderful. 
Lord will resubmit the service to you. That in the service of today, we ask that you will send our word to us in Jesus' name. Let there be a change in our situation. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And all the saints of God say, be gay amen tonight. Please celebrate Jesus with your acclap offering. Be seated in the presence of the Lord as we take our covenant prayer today. Welcome everyone of us to the Empowerment Center. Everyone listening on the radio and everyone watching on the television, you are welcome in Jesus' name. Now, by the grace of God, today we shall continue our prayer series that we started last week. The gates of my life must open. The gates of my life must open. And our scripture as far still remains Isaiah chapter 60 verse 11. Isaiah chapter 60, 60 verse 11. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 11. The gates of my life must be open. And the Bible says, therefore, thy gates, in plural, shall be open continually. They shall not be short day nor night. For the purpose of which that men may bring unto thee the forces in plural of the Gentiles in plural and their, their kings in plural may be brought this year what needs to be brought into your life what needs to be delivered to you shall not be diverted in Jesus name we succeeded in looking at the fact that every destiny has a gate thy gates your gates and gates simply talks about access gates talks about doors what determines the flow of things into your life is a function of the gates that are open in your life gates can be in different dimension and order there could be gates open for wicked works gates could be open for adversaries gates could be open Solomon opened the gate for the enemy in his life when his wife began to take his heart away from God. So gates could be opened for negative. But God is saying to us here today that thy own gate is designed to be opened for positives. Thy gate shall be opened continually that the forces of the Gentiles might be brought. Let me take us a little bit further today. When you talk about gates open continually, it's talking about irresistible gates, unclosable doors, regardless, limitless advancement. Oh, glory to God. When the gates are open continually, the goods will come continuously. When the gates are open continually, the flow of favor will become continuous. 
there are people here tonight, the Lord spoke to me as we are praying and worshiping here, that there are people under the sound of my voice today that we are going to pray together. That is just as if you have gotten to what they call a roadblock. Everything does look as if no way of escape. The gates that ought to grant access have been shut against you. And the Bible says, they shall not be shut day nor night. That means, therefore, Revelation number 3, there are gatekeepers. There are gate shutters. There are gate closers. Their responsibility is to close gates. And some gatekeepers have the responsibility of opening gates. But the forces that shut gates are the forces of darkness that does not always want good things to flow continually. But God said, your own gate shall be opened up continually. It shall not be shut. So there are these forces operating shift. There are day workers and there are night workers. Glory to God. The day workers shut the day God, day God gates in the day. And the night workers shut the night, the gate in the night. And Psalm 91 also told us this, that there are arrows that flies by noonday. And there are destructions that works in the, in the night. Uh -huh. So there are day, there are operators in the day. Aligaba The assignment is to shut down gates that ought to be open. And when you get to a gate, even if you carry all the goods in this world and the gate is shut, what do you do? You turn back. That's the reason why many people cannot experience helpers. When the helpers come, their gates are shut. Gates could be shut via the forces of rejection. The mark of rejection is a gate shutter. When they sense it around you, no matter how blessed they are, they can't just deliver to you. Gates are shut when the spirit of forgetfulness is operating in a destiny. People just promise them they cannot deliver to them. Somebody even was passing through and passing by. He said, where have you been? He said, we have been passing here. I have been seeing you every day. I have not seen you. There are good things in their hand. Such destiny, their gate has been shut. When a gate is shut against a business, people that used to come and patronize them before, they will just disappear. You will call them, call them, they say, we don't have time. The gate has been shut. When a gate is shut against a business, people will pass by their store to go to 10 stores after them to go and get what they need and they will be open there for morning to evening. The gate against that business has been shut. Are you with me? But when the gate is open, people will travel miles. There are shops around them. There are stores around them. But the gate of a business is open up. They will just go there. If they have not gotten there, they have not gotten there. <laughs> no, no matter who calls them, say no, we don't, they will surely get there. And you will be wondering, am I the only one there? It's just because your gates are open. Legal when you're going the gate of favor of your life is open up. Remember, the Bible says thy gates in plural. So there are gates in different areas. My assignment today is number one to declare that the gates of this nation open up to you. Every nation has gates. The gate of nation is what determines how much of the wealth of that nation you will enjoy. Every nation has gatekeepers. That was why when the angel was coming. To come meet with, to come into Sodom, he found them, the elders were sitting at the gate. The gate is the place where they conclude issues of the day. So there are gates in every nation. If you get to a nation 
and the gate of that nation is not open up to you, you will struggle in that nation. People that meet you there will leave you where they met you. The gate of that nation refuses to open to you. But when a gate opens to you in the nation, the gate of this nation is opening for somebody here. Because what you have lobbied for for 20 years, in the next one year, you are going to gather them together. I say you are gathering them together. You are gathering them together. In the name of Jesus Christ. I can tell you about that over and over again. I've shared that testimony many times with that number and I cannot stop because the devil is not happy. Even the devil can't stop anything. It is just a gate. When the spiritual gate of a nation opens to you, it will look as if you have been in that nation for long. The gate of that nation opened up to Isaac and in the same land he read the hundredfold. And the Philistines envied him. I mean, the owners of the land were like, ah, whatever. <laughs> Not here. Who have been here? You met us here. When gate opened to you, people begin to tell you, you met us here. You met us here. The gate opened up to them. When the gates of resources closed against Peter, all the fishes that gathered together ran away. But when by the word of Jesus, the gates burst open, all the fishes gathered together, someone is under the sound of my voice. What you have been praying for, fasting about, lobbying over, that refuse to deliver, I command today, every spiritual gate that has closed against you, I command them to break open. I say break open. I say break open. In the name of Jesus Christ. You're getting ready to pray. When the gate of a nation opens to you, one effort, multiple result. The gate of the nation opens. When the gate of a nation opens to you, people just begin to help you for no reason. And you'll be asking yourself, what have I done for them? The, the gate opened to you, and the devil cannot do anything about it. When the gate of a company opens to you, you become the most favorite. As if you are the one that knows how to do it. If they don't see you, they will not stop. And other people begin to envy you. Envy is an indication that something good is happening. Illegal as That's envy. Envy. If somebody is envious of you, it is because something is happening in you that they desire to happen in them, or they desist, but they don't want it to happen. The same way, when you see yourself envious of somebody, it's because something is happening in their life that you either desire or you desist. That why should you be happening to them? Why shouldn't be high? then that one needs prayer. You need prayer for the spirit of envy to leave you. Because it can destroy you. That's right. You don't need that one. Instead of allowing the spirit of envy to take over you, embrace the spirit of grace that will pick you from behind. They might have gone ahead of you. But when you make one step, only one move, you will not just meet them, you will surpass them. Somebody that grace is coming upon you. It's coming upon you tonight. Is coming upon you tonight. Rise up with me on your feet. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Gates of America. Everyone watching and listening, we have mentioned the gate of the nation where you are. Say gates of this nation. Gates of good things. Gates of favor. I can't hear you. Gates of opportunities. Gates of help and helpers. In this nation. Open up to me. Nah. Lift up your voice. I begin to pray. The gates must open. Thank you. The 
gates must open. The gates must open. The gates must open. I command the gates of this nation. Open up to me. Now, now. Nothing is sakaliga aparobia. Babadeliga legalada. I command. I command. I command. The gates of this nation must open. The gates of this nation must open. It must not be shut down. It must not be blocked. Leperi Anada. Zakata Lagada Bayaba. Thank you, my father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Say evil gatekeepers. I don't like the way you are praying. Say evil gatekeepers. They have been blocking my access. To the good things of this nation. To the favor of this nation. To help and help us in this nation. Your activity is over. Be arrested. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Evil gatekeepers. That have been shutting down the gates of this nation against me. That has been shutting down the gates of hell. Shutting down the gates of grace. Against me in this nation. Your time is all. Your time is over. Be arrested today. You will no longer function. Evil gatekeepers. Satanic gatekeepers. Laba yaraba. Mabakata zalabosh. Rabekelea. Antalabada. Spiritual gatekeepers. That will be closing the gates of favor against me. Closing the gates of assistance and help. I command your activities over in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I want you to pray this one loud and clear. There are some people' gates has been closed against them, but we are going to reopen them now. We are going to reopen them. Remember, gate simply talks about access. So, where are you supposed to gain access? Where access is supposed to come? Access is closed. When gates are open, things become easy. When gates are closed, you, you struggle to get things done. You are going to lift up your voice. And if you are that person, that fellow that God has spoken about, that is as if everything is just at a standstill, you have hit a road end, a end of the journey, and nothing else to do, everything you could, you have done. Pray this prayer very loud and clear. And as you pray this prayer, heaven will intervene on your behalf. Say in the name of Jesus, everywhere access has been shut down against me. Everywhere access, opportunities, gates has been shut down against me in the spiritual, in the physical, in this nation, all over the globe. I come out. Be open. Lift up your voice. The gates must open. The gates must open. Gates of success. Gates of promotion. Gates of elevation. Gates of business breakthrough. That have been closed against my life. Everywhere access has been shut down against me. Open up by fire. Open up by command. The access must open. Commanded spiritual access, physical access, every access everywhere. Lade Kaye Baba, 
Balaske Robia, The access must open up. The access must open up. The access must open up for me. I come out by the power of God. Everywhere they have shut the waters against me. In all areas, in all dimensions, let the access open for me. I come out. The gates of my life, the gates of favor, the gates of divine lifting, the gates of opportunities. Every good gates of life that have been shut down against my life, open up by fire, open up by power. I command the gates must open. Begin to decree and declare the gates must open up. Yes, it must open. Yes, it must open. La de Kabara, a celebre I command the gates to open up. I command the gates to open up. In the name of Jesus, the gates of goodness, the gates of lifting, the gates of kindness. Everywhere they have shut gates against me. Open up now. Open up now. The word of the Lord has come. Thy gates shall not be closed. My gates are not permitted to be closed. Pray that prayer very well. Pray that prayer very well. The gates of my business must open. Gates open up. I command the gates of my life to open up. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. As your amen is loud and clear more than ten persons yet to now, every hand that has shut gate against you. Where you ought to receive help, they have shut it. Where you're supposed to express promotion, they have shut it up. Where you're supposed to have succeeded, they have shut it down. Every hand that is closing gates against you, I command that hand to wither. Satanic gatekeepers that have been shutting down gates against you in the spiritual, that have blocked your access, access to favor, access to help, access to financial advancement, access to joy, every good access that they are shot against you. As you say, amen, Lord, clear, I command them open up. Continually open up. From this moment, open up. Ay, ay, ay. In the name of Jesus. The spiritual gate that leads to favor in your life. The spiritual gates that leads to lifting in your life. That have been closed down. As you say this, amen, loud and clear. By thunder, by fire. Open up. In the name of Jesus. From this moment forward. Everywhere you ought to go and receive help. I command access there. Access in high places. Access in high places. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You still want to pray? Let's pray one more. The Bible told us here how the forces will come. He said the gates needs to be opened so that men will bring to you the forces of the Gentile. The forces of the Gentile is talking about the wealth of nation. The forces of the Gentile is talking about the good things of the land. And when you talk about the Gentile, the unbeliever, 
So there are people here. After this prayer, you will enter into other people's labor. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Business that they have already concluded, they will hand over to you to concluded blessing, concluded opportunity, concluded breakthrough. They will hand over to you. Ah, in the name of Jesus. There are some people here. Some people will begin to hear voices. The word of the spirit that will come to them in their hear. Go and do him good. Go and do her good. Go and hand over to her. Oh yeah, release it to her. From today, I send that speaking voice out. That speaking voice. The power of God that harasses people in their sleep. Like he harasses Alsoros. So that Mordecai can change level. That same power will go out on your behalf. Now you are going to pray. The Bible says that men may bring. It didn't say that angel will bring. That men may bring. In my, in my local dialect. I used to say, I want Those people that host me good thing. Bible has spoken. He said, Man, my assignment is to make sure that my gates are open. Now I have prayed my gates open. Wherever they are, <laughs> they will just be jumping upon themselves. Because they will be hearing the voice of their maker. Go and say to him, Go and help him. Go and promote her. Go and patronize her. In the name of Jesus. Therefore, we are going to pray them out. Because some of them are stubborn. Even when they are telling them they won't come. You need to pray them out. Some of them need to see angels in their sleep. Appear to them live. Say, what are you still waiting for? I say, go and favor her. They need to come. Are you ready for this prayer? For a long time, David was holding on to goodness for the house of Saul. Mephibosheth was messed, he, he was he was shamified in, 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 the, in the in the place where he was. Things were not working for him. One day, I believe it was the spirit of God that troubled David in his sleep. Say, ah, wait a minute. I, I supposed to do good things to the house of Saul. And I have not done it all this while. Is there anyone remaining in the house of Saul? Can you imagine that question? That means that thing has taken time. So all the people in the house of Saul must have died. Is there anyone remaining? Ah, and they say it's still somebody you. He said, Who? Mephibosheth. He, do, he doesn't have leg. He said, Either leg or not, bring him. <laughs> because this good thing is, is, is burning in my hand. It has to go. It has to go. It has to go. Someone is here. Anyone holding on to your approval that has not refused, that has not just let go, it will begin to burn in your heart. Saying, It has to go. It has to go. It has to go. It has to go. In the name of Jesus. What does that word men mean? It's talking about earthly agents. It's not spirit. It's not, it's not uh, angel. That men may bring. Is it only in my own Bible? Is it in your Bible like that? He said that men may bring the forces of the Gentile. So these forces will not just come. Somebody, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody needs to bring it. And let me now tell you how it is being brought. Number one, some people will bring it in form of idea. Some people will bring it in form of opportunity unveilment. Just unveil opportunity to you. Your eyes of just say, ah, there is an opportunity there. You have not heard about it. I say, ah, I have not heard of it. Oh, yeah. Go and get it done. Men has brought to you the voice of Gentile. Some will bring it by favor. Some will bring it by just doing you good for no reason. That is how it means for men to bring 
there are people here from today wherever you go people will begin to say to you from the good thing that is in their hand in the name of Jesus Christ are you ready to pray that prayer say in the name of Jesus earthly agents earthly agents of advancement and promotion assigned to bring my portion of the forces of Gentile where are you Locate me this way. Hardly agents that have been assigned to deliver to me, to bring to me my portion of the forces of Gentile. Where are you? Locate me now. Lift up your voice and begin to pray that prayer. They must come or they must come. They must come, they must come. Every hardly agent assigned to bring to me, aside to bring to my life, the forces of Gentile, the men in the scripture, men of valor, power, aside to bring to me, the forces of Gentile, where are you? No more rest, no more rest, you must bring it, bring it now, I command, bring it now, from all corners, from outside, I place a demand, for he today, it must come to me. The man must bring it. The women must bring it. The forces of Gentiles must come. I place a demand and a release for it. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Thank you, my Father. The Lord said to me that there are some people here tonight. That these forces are being brought. But for some people, they are not delivered. Is that because something is repelling them from even doing you good as they ought to do you good? The forces have come. Some people, the way you receive them, have made them to go away with it. Let me give you a counsel. Never disdain anyone. Because you don't know what they carry. <laughs> Saul had a servant. If not for that servant, he would have missed his throne. But if he had disdained him that is just a servant, he would have thrown his world into the trash. Let us go now and meet somewhere. Saul never knew somewhere. If he had said, What do you mean? Ordinary servant. Shut up, yeah. Will have missed his throne. Number two, he said, What are we going to give to the prophet? He said, I don't have anything. The servant said, Don't worry, sir. I have something. He will have looked at him in the glass and said, What do you mean? You have something. I don't have something. You have something. God punish you. He will have missed his throne. I want you to pray one prayer. That's why I'm telling you all this. <laughs> you are going to pray. Any attitude. Anything in my life that will deny me of my portion of the forces of Gentiles in this year. Ha. Any word I will say. Any, any way I will behave. Ha. Some people, they are, the word of their mouth has sent their pass away from them. Their word is an atomic bomb. When they speak like this, oh, they ever say, no, it is not done. You are going to cry to God today to put those things out of you. Some of these things are unconscious. Some of them are spiritual. Some people, it is when their timely help has come 
the spirit of anger that has left them for a while will just bounce upon their life. And the forces of Gentile will be taken away from them. That's supposed to settle down with them. Are you ready to pray this prayer? Lift up your voice with me. Say in the name of Jesus. Anything in me. Every attitude. Anything known or unknown. Operating in and around me. That will deny me. Of my portion. Of the forces of Gentile. Of my portion. Of good things. In this nation. Oh God by mercy. Uprooted. Out of my life. Lift up your voice and pray that final prayer. Anything in my life. Anything inside of me. Anything around me. That would deny me. Of the good things of this land. Any word I will say. Any way I behave. Every attitude. Every behavior. Every manner of word. Oh God of heaven. Today. Uproot them out of my life. Uproot them. Uproot them. Uproot them oh God. Thank you my father. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Father we thank you. As we have prayed today. Let the testimony roll in with speed. Beginning from today. Let the gates of good things in this nation. Open to your children. From this moment forward. I arrest gatekeepers. That shut gates against people. I decree that from this moment forward. Every earthly agent of advancement that needs to come as a channel, a middleman, an intermediary between these your children and their own forces of the Gentile and their wealth of the nation, I command such a fellow, wherever they are, let them come and deliver speedily. I say deliver speedily. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Almighty God. Father, speak to us tonight. Let your word bring understanding. And as we connect with your word today, let our life be better. Thank you, King of glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all the saints of God here tonight say a big amen. Celebrate Jesus with your clap offering and prophesy into your life my gates are open continually. My gates are open up continually. Give God praise his word. It will be magnified. I welcome every one of us to the empowerment center today. By the grace of God, we'll spend the remaining couple of minutes connecting with light from God's word. Today, I'm going to start a series that I've entitled Living a God-fearing life. This is going to be the part one. May I request that we give out this outline to everybody? I think I dropped it on the chair somewhere there. So, if I can't finish it, we can go with it. And then we connect with it. Living a God-fearing life. There are diverse dimensions of ways we can live our life. The way you live your life is a function of the choices and the decisions you make. So, if we will live a God-fearing life, we have to make a decision 
and embrace the choice to leave it. If you are here with your Bible, open with me to Hebrews chapter 12. That's our anchor scripture today. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 to verse 29. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 down to verse 29. And the Bible says, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace. Whereby we may serve God acceptably with reference and godly fear. Verse 29. For our God is a consuming fire. May the Lord bless his word. Wherefore, we have received a kingdom that cannot be moved, unshakable. Let us have grace, therefore, that we may be able to serve God in a way that will be acceptable to God. Part of the way that we serve God that makes it acceptable is by living a God-fearing life. Let's go through the introduction together. As we look at how the Holy Ghost will lead us today. Life can either be lived profitably or be lived in losses. We can either live our life and at the end of the day we say it is a profitable life. Or we live a life that will just be a bunch of wasted journey. All is a matter of choices and decisions. It is your decision that determines your destination. You wouldn't have gotten here tonight by, by mistake or by chance. Even if somebody forced you, you made the decision to follow. You embrace the choice to come. So where you will get to in life is a function of the decisions that you have made and you are making. Where you are now it's a product of the decision you have made yesterday. Where you will be tomorrow will also be a product of the decision that you make today. One of the keys for living a profitable life is to live a God-fearing life. One major key that we must embrace if our life will be profitable is to ensure that such a life is lived in the real fear of God. God is not just a God of supplies because we know him as a God of supply and my God shall supply all my needs. So he's a supplier. But God is not just a God of supplies. He is also a God that places a demand on his children. God is not just the God of supply. He is also a God that replaces a demand on his children. And every demand of God on his children is for their advancement. Every requirement of God from his children is for their advancement. Whatever God is asking man to do is for the good of such a man. When we do what God wants us to do, we enjoy the goods that God has prepared for us. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 24 If you have a Bible open with me as we look at this I'm taking you through a series of study Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 24 And the Lord commanded us 
to do all these status. What are they? To fear the Lord our God. Why? For our good always. Is there anyone with amplified version here? Or the message version? It is for our good. So, fearing God is for our good. Obeying God is for our good always. Not for sometimes. That he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. Saints of God, every time we obey God, we are only activating goods over our lives. Every demand of God on his children is for their betterment. When we settle this, it becomes easier to obey God. We don't see it as a burden to obey God. Often time I used to say that God said don't commit fornication, don't commit adultery. Not because God has a wife that you want to commit it with. Even if God has a wife, a man that commits adultery with God's wife, Leah Nazata. Holy Ghost fire. It is for our good. It is for our good. Run away from sin. Because sin is a sinker. It is for our good. So every come every demand of God on his children. Is for their betterment. And in scripture, we saw that God does not just supply, He also places demand. And one of such demands that God has placed on all of His children is a demand to live a God fearing life, to embrace a God fearing life. Open your Bible with me to Deuteronomy chapter 10, and we look at verse 12 and verse 13. If this Bible is yours on the line, God is not just a God of supplies, He is also a God that places demand. One of such His demand is that His children would embrace the God fearing life. Deuteronomy 10, verse 12 and 13. And now, Israel, redeemed of God, that's what He's talking about. What does the Lord your God require of you? What is the requirement of God on you? Number one. But to fear the Lord thy God. So if he's your God, you got to fear him. To walk, what does it mean? Now? And I begin to expansiate the component of this fear. The fear of God is not the terror of God. But the component of this fear, look at it now. Number one, to fear the Lord thy God. He now began to expand. To walk in all his ways. If you fear God, you will walk in his ways. And the ways of God is the highway to the good things of life. Walking in the ways of God is the Highway to enjoying God in life. Number two, to love Him. So when you fear God, He's saying you love God. And to serve the Lord thy God with 
all your heart and with all your soul. With all of it. All that makes you. God wants to be involved in it. Verse 13. To keep the commandments of the Lord and his status which I command thee this day. Why? For thy good. So it is over and over again unveiled in scripture that the commands of God and walking in the fear of God is for our good. It is for our betterment. I pray that from today, grace that the Bible says we need to have to walk with God and walk in the fear of God will be released upon our lives in Jesus' name. So all through this series, we shall be looking into scripture to consider what is a God-fearing life. What are the components of a God-fearing life? What do we start to enjoy when we live a God-fearing life? And now we can position ourselves to live such a life. Note, as part of every other thing, that the instructions of God, the demand of God on man is for the advancement. So, if I want to advance quickly, what I need to do is to discover his requirement. That's why the Bible says, what the Lord thy God require. Remember, if you don't meet the requirement, you cannot begin the course. You cannot even be admitted. So there is a need for the requirement. So the requirement is necessary for your acquirement. There is English like that. So if you don't meet what is required, you cannot acquire what is prepared. It is for our good. Always. What then does it mean to live a God-fearing life? Number one, a God-fearing life is a life that is lived to please God at all levels and by all means. A God-fearing life is a life that is lived to please God. Perpetually just lived to say God is the only one that I need to please. May I say this? When you are a God-pleaser, you cannot be a man-fearer. When you are, you, are, you are either a God-pleaser or a man-pleaser. And you cannot mistake pleasing God for pleasing man. So what does it mean to live a God-fearing life? It means to live a life that is to please God at all levels. In church, out of church. In car, out of car. In party, out of party. A life dedicated to pleasing God. Will God be pleased with me if I do this? That is what it means to work in fear. That is what now for some of us that as parents have created this level of fear in our children. There are some things that when they want to do, he said, No, mommy will not be happy. That is, it's not because of the terror, but because something will go wrong. And for some of them, it's because they will be spanked. So they will not make move because there is a consequence. 
the same way to walk in fear of God is to walk in the awe of God. To please God. I mean, the eyes that sees everywhere and everything at the same time. Bible calls him one eye. One eye that sees the whole world. One eye. What kind of eye is that? Amplified eye that sees you in closet and under the sea. He was able to supervise Jonah inside the whale. A eye that sees everything. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't hide from his eyes. When Jonah tried to hide, he went to sleep under. The high found him there. The high found him there. A God-fearing life is a life that is lived to please God at all levels and by all means. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 2. He that walketh in his uprightness feareth the Lord. But he that is perverse in his ways, despised himself. So, to walk in the fear of God is to be upright, live right, talk right. Because everything is to please God. Let's together look at Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 20 to 21. Deuteronomy 10, 20 to 21. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, him shall thou serve and to him I love this one shall thou cleave and swear by his name verse 21 he is thy praise and he is thy God that are done for thee these things great and terrible things which thy eyes have seen so to fear walk in fear of God or a life that is a God-fearing life is a life that cleaves to God in order to please the Lord. Number two, what is a God-fearing life? A God-fearing life is a life that is cons that consistently reference, respect, and regard God in all things. Consistently reference, respect, and Regard God in all things at all times. References God in all things with the sense that God is here. Respect God. What you will not do to the president, you don't do to God. You don't do to God. That is respect. But we find ourselves in such a generation that God looks like a dominant. And what we cannot even do in the sight of our supervisor. Then you know his God, he will understand. You know, he's God. He's a father. And we have attracted dangerous wrong. And such people will say God is not answering prayer. When you have slapped him on his face. God said to Eli, they that honors me, I will honor. That is my philosophy of life. God speaking. So, if I want to enjoy honor in life, I must first of all meet the requirement of honor. And he said, they that despise me, they will be highly esteemed. They will be brought down. I 
break today. Grace to walk in godly fear. May God release upon our life. Psalm 33 verse 8 and 9. Let all the earth fear the Lord. How do we do it? Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. I need another version of that one. Psalm 33 verse 8. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. That the supremacy of the personality of God is one of the keys that brings his fear upon our life. He spake and it was done. He commanded it and it stood fast. Let all the earth fear him. How? Let us stand in awe of him. In respect, in reference, and also to regard him. But three, what is a God-fearing life? What does it mean? A God-fearing life is a life that does not delight in sin, does not delight in iniquity, but rather desist from sinning and resist sin by all means. By all means. That is the level at which a God-fearing life will operate. Now look at those three Hebrew boys. By all means, even if we die, king, we are not going to bow. We, we, we have a reference for our God that we can die for him. That is the height of a God-fearing life. That's why I said, when you are a God-pleaser, you will not be a man-fearer. King, kill us. If you kill us, it's just a fast way to get to heaven. Uh, it's a fast way to get to heaven. Just kill us. We rather die for God than to bow to this one. Yeah. That, that is a God-fearing life. And God looked at them and said, ah. And Satan was smiling. He said, you, you will lose today. They might go. The people were saying, hey, bow. He's lost today. You go back and, and read Psalm 51. You know, I grew up in a church where when people want to sing, say, just do it and you go and read Psalm 51. I say, ah. Just, you know, God is merciful. And I told myself one day, I said, if I go today, what if I go tomorrow and God said, you have utilized all your... <laughs> you know, when you are playing a game, they give you life. But when you are doing who wants to be a millionaire, they'll give you lifeline. If you utilize all your lifelines, uh, call a friend, uh, everything is utilized. So what remains now? So what if you now go back to God and you have utilized all your lifeline? And God said today, it's going to be like the house of Eli. Eli, I said, your family will rule in my presence. But today I changed my mind. God says so. What sin, what day will I know that I will get there? Even David, a man after God's own heart, a man that the Bible says that there is a sure mercy for him. When he did one, God said, no, this child must die. Ah, he stood on his feet. David did all the good. He, he put ashes on himself. He worshipped, he refused to eat. All the servants were like, ah, or guy, he said, no. God must change his mind. Ah, he must not have my father. God said, when you finish, you stand up. When the child died, they called him. He said, what happened? He said, the child is dead. He rose up from there. You can't force God to change his mind. What he can do as a process. I believe in grace. I believe in mercy. But which one do you know that you will return and God will say, hey, 
welcome, welcome. But uh, unfortunately, the book is closed. So that's why a walk with God is a full-time walk. A full-time walk. A full-time walk. It's, it's not. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 21. And many will say unto me, Lord, Lord. That means they have a relationship and they know him. Lord, Lord. In thy name, they have anointing. We cast out demons. That's why I tell people, anointing is not the apex of work with God. The anointing is a, is a is impartation of grace. Eh? You can be working for God and not be working with God. It will end the fire. In your name, we cast out demons. Even demons fear them. We healed the sick. All of them were healed. We, the testimony was all over. In fact, they took us from TV station to TV station. We are sharing the testimony. Jesus will say, Unfortunately, go away from me. I know you not. That is a major statement. It is something for me to think I know God. It's another thing for me to know that God knows me. I know you not. Ye workers of iniquity. Ah! Healing the sick, casting out the more. Are those ones work of iniquity? But Jesus was telling us. Even though we were doing all these things, the work we are doing in secret is work of iniquity. I've told myself the truth. I rather serve God as He desire and make heaven, or serve the devil and go to hell. But to serve God and still go to hell, ah, even God will not be happy. Ah, no. No, I reject. I mean, to serve God and still go to hell, and all the people that drank paraga and shekwe, all the people that did not even love God at all, the, the people that stole billion from Nigeria, with all of them, and we will be in hell together and be doing fellowship. And I said, Pastor, preach. Ah, in hell, only ghosts may I not find myself there by fire. It will be a a waste of time. All the fasting, prayer, sowing seed, sacrifice. That's why we either do it full time or not just do it at all. And when we get to hell, we know hell. Here I come. I am here. Full time hell. Don't do hell. That's why you will not allow what you want to eat, what you want to make. To make your work with God a part-time work that you yourself know. If the, if you say mark yourself as you are seated now, you know where you are. Not just about attending services, but in a personal work. I know Him. That was what you were telling Jesus. But Jesus said, "I don't know you. I don't know you." But we call your name. You answer. Ah, my name is automatic. It has to answer. May that voice not be your portion. It won't be my own portion. That is why you cannot allow your fight with your husband to take you to hell. If he's fighting you, please beg him. He may be a demon walking in him. Pray, pray the demon out. Jesus can appear as you are there. 
there is, you see, somebody step on my spirit on the church. Ah, glory be to God. Just defeat and walk on. Because I can't, we may not be going to the same place. I can't allow somebody going to hell to use me as handbag to move with him. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. So what is Jesus telling us? It is possible to appear holy and be living unholy. I know you not. Every time I read that, I still wonder why Jesus will you say, Ah, I don't know you. I know you not. One of the prayers we need to pray. Lord, reveal yourself more to me. Ha! Put me deeper in you. There are a lot of noises in the world. A lot of things that appears to be true, but they are untruth. A God-fearing life is a life that has personally embraced a full-time work with God. A God-fearing life does not delight in sin. Does not delight in it. You see, if you have gotten to the point where you sin, maybe by error or by mistake, let's even use lying. You lied, as in you really lied. And you say, oh, it's just lying. And it doesn't just cross your mind at all that you really you have lied. Needs to reconnect. Why? Because a God fearing that the moment what has happened is that the trigger of conscience in you is beginning to die. That thing that commit that that convict you when you just just do something now, it tells you, ah, bro, that thing you did there. And that thing is no longer there again. It is a sign that you are dropping. It's a sign. That is what I'm talking about. A God, a God fearing life, there is a kind of awe that comes on you when you do something wrong. We might do something wrong, but immediately you feel very remorseful and sorrowful. And no. By now, I ought to have made more. And that pushes you back to God. But the one that you do is that no, everybody does it. Ah. The, the door, the gate of hell is just open automatically. Why? Because the security of our spirituality, our conscience, is already held now. So it's no longer convincing us. The Holy Ghost convinced of sin. That is his assignment. He also helps us to live above it. My prayer today, any act in our heart or by our hand that will move us from heaven to hell, may God take it from us today. God fearing life does not delight in sin. In Genesis chapter 39, we saw what happened to that man called Joseph. Genesis 39, verse 7 to 9. Every day the master's wife will come to him. Lie with me. He refused. He said, My master has given everything here to my hand. No one is greater in this house. He said, But how can I? Do this great wickedness. Verse 9. Lying with me is great wickedness. Sleeping with somebody else's wife is great wickedness. That's scripture. And sin against God. Huh? It was not God that was asking him. After all, it was a free uh, open check. But the man knew that no, I'm a full time God working person. I cannot trade this thing for anything. Why should I do this great 
wickedness and sin against God. You know what Joseph was telling us? This invisible high is here with me. If we go into the bush, it's there. If we enter the room, it's there. This invisible high is going with me everywhere. The consciousness of invisible high with us everywhere will help us not to commit some things. But he said, this God is with me. And at all costs, that means to him, at that point, he could lose his life. He could lose his position. He could lose everything which eventually happened to him. The woman set him up. But when people set you up for failure, it's an opportunity for God to set you up for promotion. A God-fearer, God-pleaser, is never a man-fearer. Understand with me as I stop here, I'll continue, not next week, but with next week, we're having a seven days favor encounter. I mean, God is set to visit us. One key and trigger for accelerated advancement in life is favor. When this favor is resident in you, you don't lobby like others lobby. There is no prayer point again from me from this weekend. All is favor. By fire, by favor, it must drop. Eh? This year, what has it? They haven't seen any result yet. What I'm going to command this year, huh? even the devil will be afraid. Not by labor, but by favor. Favor is active and alive. If you carry it, it works. And if it's not, there are, there are spirit, God, the spirit of this favor. Don't worry, on Wednesday, we are going to be firing it. Anti-favor spirit. Anti-favor forces. That's the subject matter on Wednesday. Ay, ay, ay. I'm already sensing power. All this week, from Monday, this Monday, 18, write it down, to Sunday the 24th, if you want to take off from work, take it. God is between me and you. This thing called favor, let it reproduce in my own life. I don't just want to be hearing it. You may think you have seen favor. What you see is not favor. In fact, what we are talking about is high favor. What kind of favor would make a virgin to conceive a child? Impossibility unlimited. That's what favor does. I'm, I'm, I'm already preaching. Oh, I don't, want to. don't tempt me. Those people here are tempting me. They are drawing the thing. Next week, ah, get ready. Draw somebody that their life has just been miserable. We want to come and put ourselves under the open heaven of favor. And Lord, we don't just want to be reading about this thing. We want to see it in our life. If we don't see it, you are not really God. You are not the same yesterday, today, and forever. When you challenge God, God challenges himself to produce. Where is the God of Elijah? And God said, I am here. If you call me, I will show. Challenge me, I will show. That's my party. The favor that makes a nobody to become a somebody that they can't finish talking about in the whole town. That's what Beginning from this day, there are some of you, even before the program begins, miracle of favor is already happening to you. That's to drop that with you. So get ready for it. God is going to meet with us there. Let me share two from here, then we'll stop and we continue. About scriptural insight on living a God-fearing life. Let's look at some things that the Bible talks about when it comes to living a God-fearing life. Number one, when the fear of God is missing, 
in a home, in a life, in a church, in a community, in any place, the dominion and the oppression of evil deeds will prevail. When the fear of God is not around at all, when people have lost the fear of God, sin dominates over them. Sin becomes a second nature. When the fear of God is missing in any church, you see them sin. sin. You look at that church as if it's hellfire already. The attitude and the acts that are going on there. When the fear of God is not in a home, the people misbehave. In Genesis chapter 20 verse 11, when Abraham got to a land in Gerah, and Abraham said, because I thought, surely the fear of God is not in this place and they will slay me because of my wife's sake. That was what they wanted to do. When the fear of God is missing in a place, evil deeds prevail in such a place. The fear of God is what stops evil from manifesting. The fear of God is what kills evil in life. The fear of God makes us to execute evil, to run away from evil. So when the fear of God is not in a life, sin becomes normal. Iniquity does not look absorbed in such a life. Number two, insight on living a God-fearing life. Your level of obedience to God's command is a direct reflection of the level of your fear for God. You cannot live a God-fearing life and not be totally committed to obeying God's command even when they are not popular and convenient. Genesis 22 verse 12, look at what the angel said to Abraham. What God told him to do was not popular. It was not even convenient. Abraham, sacrifice your only son to me. Whom you love. Only son that we waited for. You gave to us. We should give it back. Okay. And Abraham took it. The son was asking, we have the wood. We have the fire. Where is the machinery for sacrifice? He said, don't worry. The Lord will provide. But he still took him along. <laughs> but look, after he had done that, verse 12, Genesis 22, verse 12, the Bible says, The angel of the Lord said to him, verse 11, Abraham, Abraham, here I am. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. Singing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. So, the level of our obedience to God's command is a reflection of the level of our fear for God. If we fear God, we will obey God. If we fear God, we will not withdraw anything from God. Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 4. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. So, if I want to check the level of my fear for God, I check the level of my obedience to God's command. In all dimensions. 
when those things are not popular and when they are not convenient. I'm going to continue from there in the next, in the next teaching in this area. But I want us to bow down our heads and pray. Our prayer today is just simple. God, search me. Ah, search me through because you know me. Anything in me that is making it difficult for me to walk in your fear, take it away from me. Lord, search me today. Search my life. As in, carry out a scan. A CT scan of my life. A whole scan. Through, scan through my life. Anything that is making it difficult for me to be a God pleaser. Every form of disobedience. Anything that are taking the fear of God away from my life. Lord, to me, break me, make me, mold me, remake me. I want to walk in your fear. I want to embrace a God-fearing life. I want to embrace a God-loving life. To fear God is to respect God. To fear God is to walk in reference of God. To fear God is to, is to, is to love God. Lord, I choose to come closer. Draw me nearer. Draw me closer. Draw me nearer. Draw me closer. Draw me nearer. Nearer. To the place that I am. Draw me nearer. I Blessed Lord, oh, to the precious bleeding side. Draw me nearer. He said, and you will cleave unto me. You will cleave unto him. Lord, I refuse to be distracted by the noise of this world. I refuse to be carried away by the cares of this world. The grace to fear you. The Bible speaking in Isaiah 11. It said there is the spirit of the law, the seventh spirit of God, the spirit of the fear of the law, the spirit of the fear of the law. So we need the help of the Holy Ghost to really genuinely fear the law. I receive it today, the spirit of the fear of the law, to walk in the fear of the law, to live in the fear of the law, to embrace the fear of the law, to live my life in the fear of the law. Thank you, my father. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Father, we thank you tonight. Jesus, we honor you. We give you praise and glory. And now in case you are listening to me, watching me on the television or listening on the radio, or you are here in the sanctuary. And you look at your life that the place that God used to take before is no longer there. Or you have not even submitted your life to Jesus before. Some people, it could be because of the care, the battle, the trouble. And you realize that you have left your first love. But you desire to come back. You desire to have him because without his help, we cannot really fear him. You want him to be the Alpha and Omega all over your life. I want to pray with you today. It is not a good thing to hear a message like this and not end up making a decision. Not to hell, to not to end in hell. Maybe you are looking at your partner, you see that ah, hell is close, heaven is far. God is calling you. His, his mercy is here. His grace is available. Or you have lost your first love and you want to reconnect and rededicate back. 
I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, just place your right hand on your chest. As a sign of commitment to God. Say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I confess my sins before you. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me in Jesus' name. If you have prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. I congratulate you. I pray that grace will speak over your life. You are welcome to this family. The Lord will establish you and secure you in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for every of your children here that Lord, you will draw us closer and you will draw closer to us in the name of Jesus Christ. We will love you more and more, oh God. You will break and remake and remold us. Let the spirit of the fear of the Lord totally take over our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. And let us begin to enjoy the blessings of a God-fearing life. As your children go, go with them. Go before them. Let them enter into prepared miracles, prepared blessings, prepared breakthroughs. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For everyone under the sound of my voice, I declare you are preserved in Jesus' name. Calamity is not your portion. You are blessed. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all the saints of God say big amen. Give God praise. His word it will be magnified. Please, let's take our time to sit down again and walk and listen to this word and read this outline. Continue from there in Jesus' name. Alright, let's package our seed offering. Whatever we have come to worship God with tonight. Whatever we have come to worship God with, let's package them together as we get ready to drop the seed tonight. If you are writing a check, please write it to the Empowerment Center. And uh, you can also make your donation. We have a more secure and easy way to make your donation for those watching on the television and everyone listening on the radio. You can go to any of our websites www.worldrevival.org or prayingradio.org you'll find that donation button there or you can make a donation via your phone just send us an SMS the empowerment center that is the message you are going to text and you send it to 77977 77977 and you just text empowerment center empowerment center you receive the link to make a donation. It's highly secured and highly very easy. And uh, we appreciate all your donations in the mighty name of Jesus. By the grace of God, our seven days I favor encounter will start on Monday. Is our Start Strong Conference 2016. I believe by now we should have either seen the video or seen the flyer. We didn't print it, but we are using the digital. So if you have not, we will send it to you. It's going to start on Monday. It's a seven days encounter with God. I want us to prepare hard for it. God is ever ready whenever we are prepared. Prepare from your house. Begin it from today. Lord, I want to encounter this favor. It must work in my own life. I want to come out of this meeting anointed with this favor. By the grace of God, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the program is 7 p.m. to 9 and on Friday is a night power night. It's going to be 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. on Friday night. On Saturday, the program is going to start 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturday. On Sunday, the grand finale 
is going to be 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Sunday. We have men and women of God coming to be a blessing to us. And I want you to understand that God is definitely going to meet with us. By the grace of God, Pastor Jeff Daniels of Kingdom Light Church will be with us. will be a blessing. And prophetess Regina, Regina Akulam will also be a blessing in the course of this week. I want us to personally talk to the Lord that, Lord, I want to encounter you. I want to encounter you. Favor is real. Let it be real, super real in my life. This year, I don't want to work as I worked last year. I want to experience it in my life. I believe God, your life will be the showroom of God's favor. Invite someone, tell someone about it. Let God use you to bring somebody out of trouble. And I believe God, there will be a miracle. Shall we lift up our seed offering as we pray together tonight? In the name of Jesus, we declare this seed blessed. We decree grace upon our seed. I decree favor upon our seed. Let there be increase. Let there be harvest. Lord, as we drop our seed offering today, let the heavens of great increase open over all of us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Favor is our portion. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And all the saints of God say big amen. Right before we share the goodness, I just want to acknowledge everyone that is worshiping with us for the first time. If this is your first time at the Empowerment Center, we just want you to wave to Jesus. This is your very first time at the Empowerment Center. Is there anyone worshiping with us for the first time? The Lord bless you. Thank you so much, ma'am. We appreciate your coming. Let's just stretch forth our hands towards her and say a word of prayer that the Lord will bless her, the Lord will keep her, and everyone that is here for the first time, that whatever be their desire, the Lord will grant it. Their prayer will be answered. In the name of Jesus. You are blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Let's together share the goodness in fellowship. Surely, the Lord's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. We all shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. If you believe you are blessed, shout the loudest hallelujah. We can drop our seed offering. You are blessed of the Lord in Jesus' name. How are you today? How favored are you? I am highly favored. You are blessed. Go in peace in Jesus' name. Everyone listening on the radio and everyone watching on the television, we appreciate your time. The program continues on Sunday live on the radio and on the television. And if you have any seed you want to drop, just go onto the website or you text Empowerment Center to 77977. For any prayer or for counseling, call this number 972. 639-1762 God bless you Thank you for listening to this revelational and prophetic message by Pastor Benjamin Beckley of the Empowerment Center We know that you've been blessed Come worship with us for more life-transforming messages at the Empowerment Center 2300 East Park Road Drive Unit A, 